If you happen to see a biker heading west of Penn State campus on a cold, rainy day, and wearing a weird plastic covering, that could be Jeff. You may wonder why is he in such a hurry leaving the campus. Actually, he did this for you, whoever is on campus, and your veggies. Welcome to Yappy Valley, the hidden stories of Penn State. I'm your host Shuang Chen, and I'll start today's story with the founding of this land-grant university. On February twenty-second, eighteen fifty-five, Governor James Pollock signed the charter that would become the birth of the agriculture school. In June of the same year, the board heard a proposal for a two hundred acre tract of land in Santa County. By 1856, the purchased land that would become the home of Penn State settled under the name of the Farmers High School. Even Pugh, Penn State's first president, used his scientific education to create a curriculum for agricultural studies that combined theory and practical applications. Thirteen graduates were awarded baccalaureate degrees in agriculture in 1861. This was a significant mark in academia. Because it produced the first baccalaureates in an American agricultural institute. In the past, the school produced virtually all of its own food because the location was so remote. The train stopped at Belfont, and from there, students had to take a sort of stagecoach to get to school. In the 20th century, the agricultural program grew along with the expanding and diversifying college. Pennsylvania State College remained a center for important agricultural research. It would have a major impact not only in the state but nation and the world. During World War One, agricultural researchers at the school worked on ways to boost food productions in the state. In 1920s and 30s, agricultural research at the college led to the creation of new varieties of cabbage, oats, tomatoes, wheat. And new breeds of poultry. Agriculture has changed dramatically, especially since the end of World War II. During the last half of the 20th century, Green Revolution was exporting modern, high-technology agriculture around the world. At the same time, a counter movement was beginning. The sustainable agriculture movement rests on the principle that we must meet the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. With the honorable tradition, agricultural education has been part of Penn State's mission for over 150 years. A couple of years ago, a bunch of students came together with some faculty. They had lots of conversations about current food system and tried to create a system where students can learn how to farm and practice related techniques. From 2013 to 16. They did series of listening sessions that shaped the element of the Sustainable Food Systems Program at Penn State. 
This student-centered project stands on three legs. First, a food systems curriculum is in development. Second, student farm is at the center of the curriculum. And third, an active engagement and outreach program connects the campus community. Basically, teaching and learning plus student farm plus the club equals to sustainable food systems at Penn State. Here at Penn State, the Sustainable Food Systems Program is working to educate people about what they can do to help improve sustainability across the food system. This is Leslie Pillen, the Associate Director for Food and Farming Systems with the Sustainability Institute. She says there are a couple of ways we can improve sustainability. I would say that one of the most important things that we can work on in terms of sustainability is reducing food waste. We currently waste 40% of our food in the U.S. And this represents a significant amount of resources that were used in growing and transporting and packaging and storing and refrigerating and cooking all of that food. And then to throw it away is throwing away everything that went into getting it to you. Um, furthermore, when we landfill our food, then it produces methane. And so that contributes to um, climate emissions. And so I think that's and thinking about sustainability, that's one big thing that we can all do individually and collectively to improve sustainability. Student Farm Club was established in the fall 2015 and reaches far beyond the production field. As a great way for Penn State students to get involved with the program and the student farm, the club was formed to bring together anyone interested in food system. The interns come from all different majors and as they work together, they learn from each other. Um, there's also a lot of interdisciplinary learning through the fact that the student farm is a working farm with real customers and markets. So a plant science major, for example, isn't learning just about crop production, but they're also learning about sales and marketing and how those things tie back into and influence production decisions. Um, likewise, a business student who works with the student farm is able to apply their skills on the business side, but they're also learning about the um, farm planning and production skills as well. The student farm at Penn State started its first growing season in the spring of 2016. The one-acre diversified vegetable farm is currently located at the intersection of Fox Hollow Road and Big Hollow Road. In the first year, 34 different crops were grown on the farm, including lettuce, spinach, kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, broccoli, carrots, and more. Student Farm Produce is grown by student interns, Student Farm Club members, and volunteers. What's the purpose of the farm? Like, are we having this farm just so people can go out and do some gardening, or is there something deeper to promote? I think it was like bringing those three things together and really having like a purpose. It really had to be like, this is our purpose, this is what we're going to do. We're not just hoping for the best, like we have a plan of action. This is Jeff Murs, the bicycle guy I mentioned at the beginning. Jeff joined the Student Farm Club when he was a sophomore a year ago. His interest in farming started just before college. I went to, to India for three months, and it was an experience unlike any other. And I saw, I saw people who were farming, and I saw the, the food in the cities was was brought in by small farmers on their little carts. And just going and like 
purchasing some of the tomatoes and onions and having those small conversations with them. And I felt like there was a like deeper sense of community that came with food. And I saw the importance of food and like even just like eating with, with your hand and it like made the food so much more, it was more than just like something to get through the day. It was like part of the day. Jeff talked to people who are interested in environment and development. I have never learned about any of this stuff before, he said. But talking to them made me understand how eating a pound of meat has impact on the environment. According to the Environmental Working Group, the production, processing, and distribution of meat requires huge outlays of pesticides, fertilizer, fuel, feed, and water. And it releases greenhouse gases, manure, and a range of toxic chemicals into our air and water. A report published by the World Watch Institute suggests 51% or more of global greenhouse gas emissions are caused by animal agriculture. I would have meat like all the time, like at least twice a day. Like I love meat and I thought I would never be able to not have meat. But then not having meat for like three months and seeing, okay, this is actually possible. And I think realizing that moment that the best way to understand things is just to experience them. But what is a food system? It's a combination of farmers, people who are producing the food. Then on the other end, the consumers, people who are eating the food. In the process of food getting from the producers to the consumers, we have this whole economy in place, such as how much does the food cost? And we also have the society, like what food is valued, and politics. Are there certain laws make certain food more easily producible? And then the environment. How is the food affecting the environment? And how is the environment affecting what we could produce? And I think we've seen through some of our farming techniques that some of them that rely on fertilizers can be, can be damaging to our waterways and to our soil health, potentially to the people consuming the food. So there's the environment, but there's also the economy too. So is our farming in a way that people have jobs and that people can make a living and that the food is inexpensive enough that people can purchase it, but also expensive enough that people can make a living. Jeff said he would like to start his career with something related to farming and education. I'd like to do what I can to, to use food and farming as a way of developing young people and their sense of, you know, skills. And maybe I don't think I'll ever be like a full farmer, like someone who's like producing food for other people and like a, like that's my job, like a farmer. I think there's just so many benefits in terms of like mental health, just being outside and working with your hands. But it's also the community that comes along with it and the feeling that grow your own food, okay, I actually can do this. And then what... After you can do that, what's the next thing? So like giving people a chance to develop themselves. I think farming is pretty cool. And maybe there's like this perception that like farming is like, I don't know, for like rural people, it's like kind of dirty. It's like an old job. But I mean, how cool is it to be able to grow your own food? To literally produce food. That's crazy. That's, that's one of the most empowering things also. As human beings... We are constantly giving up our abilities to machines, to experts, to other people. There are so many things we have given up 
and we lost that kind of experience. But here at Penn State, sustainable food systems provide diverse opportunities for engagement with sustainability challenges and solutions in food and agricultural systems. There was one day where it was raining really hard, and it was really cold, and I had I had forgotten my raincoat and all my rain gear back in my apartment. I didn't have time to go back, so I had to bike to the farm. And I got soaked wet, and then I got a trash bag, and I cut like a space for my head and for my arms. And I put the trash bag on. We had to harvest like 80 pounds of lettuce, and like 60 pounds of, of arugula, and it took forever. And I was like, I was, <laughs> I was just so cold. And then a few other people were there also. We we finished it all up and finally got the job done. As a Penn State entity, the student farm distributes the produce primarily to members of the Penn State community, in order to reduce the risk competing with other local growers on our broader state college food system. It supports the local community by donating some of the produce to those in need when possible. In the first growing season, the student farm donated 1,000 pounds of produce. The farm also supplies produce to Penn State's Nitnit Line Inn. Campus dining halls, the Penn State Hotel and Conference Center, and the village at Penn State. In 2016, 60 percent of produce grown on the student farm was sold to Penn State wholesale accounts.、Um, we're also working to increase local and regional food procurement in campus dining. They've been very supportive of buying produce from the student farm the past couple seasons. As a result of agricultural research. Since 1980, agriculture has been the second most productive aspect of our economy. The research that's been done over the last 30 years is nothing short of remarkable, and it's happening at Penn State. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said this when he visited Penn State's University Park campus in 2012. Agriculture touches every one of us every day. And Penn State is working on feeding the future. We are really thrilled to have received a seed grant from the provost recently.、Uh, the seed grant will enable us to expand programming to the Commonwealth campuses. A lot of our Commonwealth campuses already have a lot of work that they're doing around sustainable community food systems. So this is an exciting opportunity to support that work. As a program that is still relatively new and growing quickly, staffing and funding support for future growth are the biggest challenges. Um, however, I would say that Penn Staters are incredibly passionate and creative people, both the students and the faculty and the administrators who who work with us and support us. So I'm very optimistic that we're on the right track with solving that challenge. Thanks to this great fall season that has engaged our university with so many events and opportunities, the future looks very bright. This is Yappy Valley stories you don't know about Penn State University. Check out our other episodes to find more interesting topics. Thanks for listening. I'm Shuangchen.